The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. And greetings, friends. This world is truly coming apart. America and the West are still in a terrible financial bind. More horrifying wars and violence are going to occur within the next few years than ever before in human history. In the Middle East, people are constantly being killed in Israel, in the Gaza Strip, Iraq, and elsewhere. Suicide bombers are taking the lives of innocent people. In Iran, common people are literally crying out for freedom. There is horrifying violence, rape, and butchery throughout Africa and many other parts of this world. Most of you know that the Jesus Christ of your Bible predicted his return to this earth, and Christ predicted that he would bring genuine peace at last. But when? How many more years do we have to wait? My friends, you do not have to guess, for your own Bible gives specific benchmarks of prophecy to show you how much more time we have to wait before Christ's return. You need to understand. You can understand. Stay tuned. My friends, what are these benchmarks of prophecy that help you truly know when Christ will return to this earth? The real Jesus Christ of your Bible was the greatest news forecaster of all time, for he knew what was going to happen. After describing some of the major events preceding his second coming, Jesus Christ said this, Please go get your Bible. Check up on me. Don't just believe me. You believe what you read in your own Bible. Check up on me and all the other people. Check up on us. Know what the truth is from your Bible and what it actually says. Luke chapter 21, this is part of the famous Olivet Prophecy where Jesus was describing the final events before his return to this earth. And he'd been describing the various problems that are occurring of false prophets, war, famines, earthquakes, and so on. And he gets to this point in verse 31, beginning in verse 31 of Luke 21. He said, so likewise, when you see these things happening, these things he'd been describing, know that the kingdom of God is near. Many people think the kingdom of God is the church or it's a warm feeling in your heart. No, it's something going to come to this earth when Christ returns and sets up a literal government on this earth, ruling the earth from Jerusalem. Get it? This is going to happen. This is going to change your life more than you realize. The kingdom of God is near when that occurs, he says. Surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things are fulfilled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, Jesus said, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life. Yes, we get so involved with the cares of this life. And that day come upon you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare, a little trap that snaps on an animal before it knows what's happening. It's going to come as a snare on all those who dwell in the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, Jesus said, 
Yes, you're to watch these events he's talking about. Watch these benchmarks of prophecy. Watch the world events at the end of this age. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass. And to say they may come to pass, they will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. We need to do that. We, as true people of God, need to watch and pray. And even though you may not be a converted person today, if you learn to believe in the Bible and recognize that the God who inspired this word is the real God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he's guiding the events of world affairs. He sets up kings, upsets up rulers, takes down rulers. He rules in the kingdom of this world. He intervenes when he chooses. And he's beginning to intervene more powerfully now, my friends, than ever before in modern history. Turn out us First Thessalonians in your Bible. Let's begin to understand what's going to happen and what we ought to watch for. First Thessalonians, it talks about Christ coming to earth. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. Many scriptures show Christ is going to come at the last trump. There's going to be a literal trumpet, plus many things happen when each of these trumpets sounds. So he will come with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Those who are dead, the true saints of God, will come up from the grave at that time. People say, well, we don't know when that's going to be. But notice what Christ himself said in the very next chapter. Turn now to chapter 5 and verse 4. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 4. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. He says, it shouldn't come as a surprise to you. But he says, you are sons of light. And sons of day, we are not sons of the night or of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch. Yes, watch these benchmarks of prophecy. Watch and be sober. Be alert. God's true people should understand about when Christ returns. No, I don't know. I realize we don't know the day or the hour, but we're to know pretty close. And so many scriptures like this right here show us that. Think about this. Yet many confused ministers sometimes say, and I've heard them many times, Christ may come tonight, but may it be another thousand years before he comes back. Really? That's quite a stretch. Tonight or a thousand years from tonight? We who understand should know better. We should know that there are specific things to watch for, and these things have not happened yet. But they're beginning to happen, and we should watch them, and we should understand. So listen carefully, my friends, to what your Bible really says. Now, what are these benchmarks of prophecy? What are the specific events you need to watch for? Number one, the first big one I'm going to give, and I wish I could cover 10 or 15. We'll just cover a few here. But number one, drought and food shortages are predicted specifically by the Jesus Christ of your Bible. So let's turn back to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24. And here Jesus gives Matthew's version of the Olivet Prophecy. And in verse 3, he says, uh, as they're asking him, when will these things and what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? He describes how you're to watch for false prophets. He says, then nation will rise against nation. In verse 7, kingdom against kingdom all kinds of wars and ethnic violence, and there will be famines. Many futurists, men who study these events and scientists, 
are concerned about a building food shortage all over this earth. The population keeps exploding, but the supply of food did grow for a while, but now it's not keeping up once again, and it looks like we're going to have water shortages and food shortages more than any time in modern history all over this earth. It will affect your life far more than you can begin to realize. And the Jesus Christ of your Bible said so. That's the point. Turn back to Leviticus chapter 26. Turn back to Leviticus 26 now, my friends, and see here a prophecy that was to our forefathers in ancient Israel, but does apply to us today, as we've explained many times on this program. God tells in the early part that if we obey him, he will bless us. But he says in verse 14, Leviticus 26, 14, but if you do not obey me and do not observe all these commandments, and if you despise my statutes... And frankly, in principle, these apply to every nation. God is not a respecter of persons. But we in America and Britain are the special descendants of ancient Israel when we understand the lost tribes of Israel, and they are specifically for us today. If you despise my statutes, my friends, do the peoples in the United States and the peoples in our government and our courtrooms despise God and despise the God of the Bible and his statutes? You'd better believe it. God is being kicked out of the public square. God is being kicked out of our lives. The true God of the Bible, if you despise my statutes or if your soul abhors my judgments so that you do not perform all my commandments but break my covenant, God says this, I will do this to you. I will appoint terror over you. That was the first thing that happened. Terrorism, 9-11. Next, wasting disease and fever. And then he says, letter, you shall sow your seed in vain. Our food supply is going to go down for your enemies shall eat it. Yes, our enemies are buying our food supply on the futures market. Do you realize that? Hundreds of millions of dollars are going overseas of foodstuffs are being bought on the futures market. They've contracted sometimes years in advance. What's going to happen when the shortages come? It will be eaten by others in a way we've never imagined. He says, you shall sow your seed in vain. Your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you. You'll be defeated. He says down here in verse 19, I will break the pride of your power. I will make your heavens iron. In other words, the rain won't come down in due season. And your earth like bronze and your strength shall be spent in vain for your land shall not yield its produce nor shall the trees of the land yield their fruit. We're going to have terrible drought, alternate drought and floods, famine, lack of food. And people will be starving to death all over this earth and even right here. Please understand that, my friends, right here in America, Canada, Britain. It's amazing to realize, but that's going to happen within the next number of years within the lives of most of you hearing this right now. Remember again, China and other nations are buying our food supply in advance on the future exchanges. Think about it. So they may own our food more than we realize the food that Americans wish they could have and eat. Watch these things occur. Famine is coming. My friends, the second point is financial disaster. The 2001 attack on the Twin Towers is very significant. Osama bin Laden knew right where to hit us, for our financial power symbolized the American way of life as much as any other single thing. And the eternal God of your Bible has predicted he would bring us down 
unless we repent and turn to him and admit us to his laws. Turn in your Bibles to Leviticus 26, verse 18. After all this, if you do not obey me, I will punish you seven times or sevenfold more for your sins. I will break the pride of your power. What was the main symbol of America's way of life, which is the main thing people look to us for? Our American wealth. That's the thing Americans are worshiping, all these physical things, financial things. It was symbolized more than any other thing by the trade center, and it was brought down. I will break the pride of your power. Understand. Turn now to Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is a dual prophecy to the one in Leviticus 26, also for our people given to our ancestors and absolutely dual today for us today. He says in Deuteronomy 28:43, the alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher and you shall come down lower and lower. That's happening. Think about it. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head and you shall be the tail. Are other alien nations lending to us? Are we the world's greatest debtor today? For we used to be the world's greatest lender. That's awesome. That's already happened. And it's getting worse. And it's going to continue to get worse. Our financial power is being taken away right in front of your eyes, my friends. And God said this many years ago. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. Notice verse 45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed. Why? Because you did not obey the voice of the eternal your God to keep his commandments, his statutes, which he commanded you. God is beginning to intervene. We need to understand. The third benchmark to watch for, benchmark three, is disease epidemics. And they are coming. Again, back in Leviticus chapter 26, you'll notice, as I commented on, as I went briefly over it right after describing terrors, he said, I will, in verse 16, I will even appoint terror over you. And this whole era began in 2001, and it's getting worse. All these things are getting worse. Then he says, I will appoint over you wasting disease and fever. Diseases are going to hit us more than we have ever experienced in modern times. Disease epidemics will hit here, now, and they're going to be starting in the next few years and perhaps already are getting underway even as I speak. Notice again back in Matthew chapter 24, turn again to Matthew 24, the prophecy of Jesus Christ. Matthew 24, verse 7 again, nation will rise against nation. That's going to happen and is happening. And there will be famines. And what's next? Pestilences. That's the next thing Jesus said. He said so. Disease epidemics are going to sweep this earth and particularly hit our peoples when you understand here in America, Canada, Britain, Australia, New Zealand. They're going to hit hard. Terrible disease epidemics. Will you believe the Christ of the Bible and his specific statements? Think about it. At this point, my friends, I invite you to call or write immediately for a free copy of a truly vital booklet entitled 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. This booklet is powerful. This eye-opening booklet will give you 14 specific prophetic events to watch for. These major world events lead right up to the second coming of Jesus Christ as King of Kings. 
14 signs announcing Christ's return will make your television news viewing and your newspaper reading truly come alive. News will come alive as these events happen. So call us or write us now before you forget. You can also order this booklet at our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Just ask for the free booklet on 14 signs. That's all you need. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic, my friends, benchmarks of prophecy. Remember, we just covered three of these vital benchmarks. First was drought, famine, and food shortages. Second was a continuing financial disaster. The third benchmark was raging disease epidemics. Now the fourth benchmark is a revived Roman Empire. Number four, a revived Roman Empire. For decades, many of us in this very work have directly warned you about a coming revival of the Holy Roman Empire. The groundwork is being laid for this right now. We've published articles about this regularly in Tomorrow's World and had many booklets referring in detail to it. Note what your own Bible clearly says, my friends. Turn to Revelation 17 in your Bible. Revelation 17 Turn there in your Bible and check up on me. I wish I had time to describe all this chapter. But Revelation 17 and verse 8, he describes a beast that was and is not and yet is and how it's going to ascend out of a bottomless pit. Most biblical scholars know this is talking about a revived Roman Empire and it's going to have seven heads and there's seven mountains on which the woman sits, as it says in verse 9. Seven different revivals through this time there are also seven kings when the thing was to be made plain five have fallen one is and the other is not yet come and he must continue a short space and the beast that was and is not is himself the eighth the final beast is going to be the seventh revival of this system but the eighth roman because the original roman empire of course went down in in 476 So he says it will be the eighth of the whole system. And the ten horns which you saw on this final beast, verse 12, are ten kings who receive no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour, a very short time with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. And he's going to get them to give their power to him, to give their power to him in this revived Roman Empire. This power becomes the greatest power on earth by far, taking over vast parts of the world and the world's economy, as the whole 18th chapter explains. Note the power and the incredible arrogance of these final kings 
in verse 14. These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb, Jesus Christ, will overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. Wow! They're even willing to fight their very creator. This growing power in Europe will literally change everything around you within the next several years. Wake up, American Britain, and learn to believe God's inspired word. This is coming. It's underway now. Number five, a great false prophet will soon arise. Notice Revelation 13, verse 11. He talks here about another beast coming up out of the earth. Revelation 13, 11 in your Bible He looks like the lamb, Christ, but he speaks like the dragon. And notice he exercises all the power of the first beast, which we've seen was the Holy Roman Empire. He rules and sits on that beast and guides it. He's in charge overall, guiding that. He uses the power of that beast. And verse 13 is the key. This coming false prophet at the time of the end performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. And it shows here in verse 15, he will cause as many as would not worship the beast to be killed. He's going to cause those who will not worship the image of the beast to be killed. There will be a coming martyrdom of true saints. Think about it. And back in Revelation 19, he describes what's going to happen to this guy. Does he win? In the end, who wins? Notice in Revelation 19, John writes in verse 19, I saw the beast and kings of the earth and their armies gathered together and they were to fight Christ and the beast was captured and with them the false prophet, this fellow, the false prophet who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast. And these two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. That is his end. Don't be deceived by him. But a great false prophet is coming. Now benchmark number six is a covenant or treaty allowing sacrifices in Jerusalem. Turn with me, if you would, to chapter 9 of Daniel. You'll see after describing the 70 weeks prophecy in verses 23 to 26, when Christ was going to come and he was to be cut off not for himself, In verse 26, the Messiah was to be cut off. And then it says, and the people of the prince who is to come, a prince, what prince? Most commentaries show you it's a Roman prince typified by the man who came in, Titus, who came in at 70 AD, but he was just a type of the final one. The Roman prince was to come in and destroy the city of the sanctuary and the end of it will be with a flood till the end of the war. Desolations are determined. Then he, the final one, shall confirm a covenant with many for one week and he's apparently going to allow sacrifices and in the middle of the week then he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. But the sacrifices can't come to an end unless they're started. So we have to watch for some kind of covenant between this coming Roman Empire, this revived power, and the nation of Israel to allow animal sacrifices, apparently in Jerusalem, perhaps even on the Temple Mount. And he shall break the seven-year treaty after three and one-half years. At that point, my friends, it would become more obvious when Christ is coming back. It will be about three and a half years from then. Yes, we still won't know the exact day or hour, but the start of this seven-year treaty or covenant, which may take place just in the next few years, will send an exciting signal. 
exciting. Watch for it. Now, the next thing that Jesus talks about and the Bible talks about, the final benchmark is Christ's second coming at the last trump. And turn to Revelation here, chapter 11. Revelation, if you would, in your Bible, chapter 11 now. And let's turn at this point to verse 15. He says, Then the seventh angel sounded this final trump, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever. So we need to really look forward to that. Do you truly fear the name of God? Will you be among the people who are raised from the grave at Christ's return? Are you really preparing to assist the living Christ in ruling over this earth? Christ is coming back, and he's wanting to come back to set up a kingdom, preparing to set up a kingdom based on love. Turn back to the book of Psalms, Psalm 72. Give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and you're poor with justice. Christ is coming back in a loving and serving kingdom to help this earth and bring them prosperity and peace and justice. The mountains will bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He will bring justice to the poor of the people. He will save the children of the needy, people who are suffering all over, and break in pieces the oppressors. They shall fear you. The deep regard for God will finally sweep this earth. As long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations, he shall come out like rain upon the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days, the righteous shall flourish and abundance of peace until the moon is no more. May God help you to truly understand and want to serve the true Jesus Christ of your Bible. So watch and pray, my friends, and look forward to this time. And now... We want to mention one more time this tremendous opportunity you have to get this powerful booklet. You need this truly eye-opening booklet, 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return. It will be sent absolutely free upon your request. This eye-opening booklet will give you 14 specific events to watch for. These major world events lead right up to Christ's second coming as King of Kings. 14 Signs Announcing Christ's Return will make your television news viewing, your newspaper reading truly come alive. So call us or write us right now before you forget. And you can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Just ask for the free booklet on 14 signs. That's all you need. And tune in every week to Tomorrow's World program. On this program, you'll gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. We also invite you to join our fellow presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you specific perspective and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again next week, right here at the same time. See you here next week. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.